All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of In Those We Trust uh, with the Spin. Um, so this is a new segment to where and if, if we don't have guests, I'm looking to still put out content, still get something out to everyone through the YouTube channel. Um, and by doing so, I kind of want to hit on like a current events thing. Things are in the news, things that we are seeing uh, happen on uh, a daily basis that we're just talking about that's kind of uh, in our alleyways and things that we kind of are already talking uh, hand in hand with each other, whether that be hypey stuff, um, political views, um, just really big world events or in our circle events. Um, and what I really want to call this is selective hearing. And really, I'll put the, you know, the Webster definition uh, down below. But really what it is, is, you know, when you see like a little kid or someone uh, like like innovation with cat, I say she has selective hearing to where she hears what she wants to hear, or she ignores uh, something and then hears what she uh, is intended to to hear or think she hears. So it really brought up a good idea in my head of like, yo, we as a as a species as as humans, we have selective hearing, whether we want to admit it or not, but we all have selective hearing, and here we want to hear. We go to get the source that we kind of want the same type of information from we're not looking for something indifferent unless you actively make the decision to do so um and this is where i really wanted to create a segment called selective hearing or did you hear um because that's really what we do as as people when we're at work or when we're talking to friends like did you hear so and so or did you hear this happen um but we also get our news from selective sources the ones that we go and deem as being credible right um so I think in recent times, and I've had a conversation with a group of people recently, was a, the Travis Scott events that happened. And I, I feel like we're all kind of at the point where we're tired of hearing about this. But I feel like we're kind of taking it upon ourselves to think about how, like, who could we blame? I feel like if we're going with that, with that sense of thinking that this all happened for no reason, it was definitely avoidable. And I feel like there's a lot of people at blame or who could have done a better job to avoid this from happening. But in, in my humble opinion, I feel like it was only a matter of time. It was only a matter of time um, before something like this happened again. Um, and there was, after the research and looking it over, I saw like there was something that had happened years ago within like a rock band. And if, if anyone has been to a Travis Scott concert, you know that it's a turn up, it's a vibe, and it's like this um, mosh pit and mentality, and he turns it up, and that's just how he is. You, everyone knows that this is how Travis Scott is, like that rock star type of thing where it's like mosh pits. It's, it's like a rave. It's like a, a big thing, and I've been in concerts where it's kind of been scary. Like you're in the middle of these pits, and you're moshing, um, and it's a turn up like with Lil Uzi. And me, myself, I've been able to, no matter what, I'm a bigger guy, so I've been able to box myself out. But in these type of herd mentality where, like, people are lit, like, it's a wave of people. Think about how many, how much people were there for it just to be, like, a stampede of people. Like, I feel like we have to hold the people who are there accountable, um, beginning with that first. Because I feel like, as human beings, like, you saw there were some people who were, like, trying to help people, uh, you know, Rest in peace to those people who passed away and, and prayers to those families out there. And I feel like we see certain people who tried to help. Like there were certain people who tried to help and, and save certain people. But I feel like there's such 
like a tribalism thing that and like at those concerts like oh i have to get this experience or i have to get this t-shirt or like instead of helping that person up imagine if we just like had were able to take the time and in those moments it's hard to say and really what made me want to really talk about this not because of it's been in the news for a while but he just dropped the interview with Charlamagne the god and i can only watch it so much because i was just like bro like there's so much that could have happened like help so to sit and happen um i don't want to hear what you have to say and i don't think travis scott's at total fault either and i think that it's it's unfair to do so but i feel like he's at fault as well so i believe in my opinion it's the venue's fault the security's fault the people who were there had to hold them accountable as well um and travis scott and I think within all those counterparts, then we start to get to the root of like, how could we solve this? How could we stop this from happening again? And I hold Travis Scott accountable. And he talked about this when he was with Charlamagne that like he had no idea. Like there was times where he was, he did stop in and say like, hey, help this person. But he had no idea this was going on. Um, and he even said like they whispered into his into his earpiece and said, hey, wrap the show up. Like we need to end now. And he still went on, I believe it was like 45 minutes longer. And he, in his ear, he, he didn't, they didn't say like, hey, people are dying or such just has happened. I've, he just, okay, we have to end it soon. Let's go song, 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 song and get off stage. Um, but it wasn't until later that he found out and he knew about this. Um, and I, I think that I have to hold him accountable in the sense of like, this is the atmosphere that he has created as an artist. Like he creates these atmospheres that are just so much of like a mob mentality he loves to be mobbed and he'll run through mobs uh run through places so people can mob and it puts security at risk that's just who he is and i've seen it and and his manager brought up and that's another point um and i i i feel like it's unfair what a lot of people are doing we're like brands and that pisses me off more than anything where i'm seeing like brands like we can't tolerate it. like i think he was just kicked off of coachella or some big event rolling out whatever like that and then like immediately when it found out like someone passed away at his concert you see like um fortnite just backed out and like got him off the game like he had a big thing like he was one of the first artists to do this where he had like a skin in the game and then he had like uh, a music video dropping the game and all of a sudden people were like watching it and it's like we live in this time period of like cancel culture and like it pisses me off like yeah grant cancel culture is good for excuse me when it gets and holds people accountable for what they have done. But really, what do we want from Kansas Coach? We want people to learn from it. We want people to never make this mistake again. And I feel as though, like, it was just brands being like, we got to get away from him. Like, we got to save our backs. It wasn't, let's learn from this. How can we help it? It was, let's get away from this. And I think the best way that I've seen brands and cancel culture workload was, like, within let's teach him a lesson was with the baby when everything happened with the homophobic remarks with the baby people held him accountable he learned from it he met with certain people and that's how it should be and that's the reason we do this but like going back to travis scott i think that he should now know like let me not send out tweets to have people bum rush the stage and say hey if you don't have a ticket get in here somehow some way find a way and sneak away in i get it you want everyone to enjoy this experience as your fans but it's not the way to do it. And we, and we live in dangerous times where, like, people aren't helping other people. And it sucks. But we shouldn't do that. And then I go to the people who are working the events. They knew they oversold the event. They knew they didn't have the right security or the amount of security for it. And then security later on. And this is, like, a far left field of, like, conspiracy saying that, like, you remember when those accounts of, like, someone was getting, people were getting stuck with needles and stuff like that. I felt that that was the officer's way or the sheriff's office way of saying, like, hey, this is not on us. 
there's someone else out there that are causing like these deaths of people. They were using that as if like that's the reason people died. No, it was the reason because it wasn't staffed enough. From the beginning, when we saw those people jumping the gates and rushing to the front to get the merch, that should have been a red flag of like we need either more security or we need to say, hey, we need to put a hold to this. Travis got making make an announcement that people need to back up. We need to have some some sort of control over this. There was no control from the start. And that's where I blame the the security, and then that's where I also blame the event people and and stuff like that by overselling. You knew even though it's outdoors, we knew that it's a it's a certain amount of people that should be there. And when people say like this doesn't happen at all festivals, you have to think that in a lot of festivals there's like the state of roots picnic, something like this happened where like a mob of people were running away and stuff like that. But like there's multiple stages, so imagine if one if everyone was at one stage. Something like this would happen, but when you're at outdoor festivals, you're seeing there's multiple stages set up where people are dispersed. Yeah, it's a lot of people at once, but like people are dispersed. Like when you do see those, like at the end, like at the end of like let's say Coachella, when there's like a big act, how many people are hurting to see that one person on stage? It's crazy. It's a lot of people, but I thought we had to come to a consensus of like, yo, let's control this, um, and let's get it right. And I feel like, yeah, I'm 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 sick and tired of brands out there just backing off and backing away from certain famous people because you're like oh we can't have this taint our name for our own pocket like that's bullshit man like find out what happens say you're like you're not sticking by the artist but like help the artist out let's learn from it there's ways to go about this not just saying like hey we're getting him out of here like we, our brain doesn't condone this no, no 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 you're protecting your pocket you're protecting your investors and like that's why i don't mess with it at all i hate that so much um yeah so that's my take on it. I, I gotta i gotta watch the Travis Scott and more. I'm finish the interview off with Sean God and see where it goes. Um, one thing that also touched me and really made me start thinking of like in the, like my education mind frame um, is a recent school shooting that happened. Um, rest in peace to all those that lost their lives. And I recently just watched a podcast. It's crazy. Like a week before that, uh, called the Honeydew Podcast with Ryan Sickler, and he actually had someone who survived a. Uh, school shooting on the podcast and they were talking about it and it's just like they were able to bring a different perspective to it to where like it was light um but it it makes you think back to like we all went to one school with one kid or we knew a kid who was like yo this kid we think this kid's gonna shoot it up like you and you're already picturing who this person is like they're gonna bring a gun to school or something like that and i am tired of it i think that it's crazy when you look at the statistics of America compared to so many other countries of how many school shootings that we have. And I think that it leads to a question of like, I have no idea how to fix it. Like, I'm not about to sit up here and be like, this is what we have to do to fix it. But I think it, it we ultimately, I can say is it starts at home. And I love that they held the parents accountable. Um, and I appreciate that because it shows like, hey, this is something that now let's put the parents and hold them accountable of like, you need to start watching your kid. You need to know what your kid is doing, what your kid going through. So then that that going forward by holding them accountable, now it's a lesson learned like, hey, we can't just have guns laying around the house. We have a son who is young and may not understand what the full scope of what this gun could do and the damage it could bring on people's lives. So let's watch over this. Let's actually properly lock these guns up. Um, and when I was like researching it, it was just like crazy to see that like, there was already telling signs of like this kid was not mentally stable. Like the uh, school had reached out to parents of saying like, hey, he's making, you know, he's writing 
um, pictures and drawing pictures. And he's saying that, you know, I can't escape these thoughts of killing people and stuff like that. Like, that's a red flag. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't believe this kid should just be removed. But there should be mandatory counseling that goes in before he can return to the school with everyone there. And I, I feel like it shouldn't be broadcasted like this is why this kid's not in school. But, like, let's get him help. Like, get him away from that. And then let's, let's look at home. Let's talk to the parents. You know, are there anything? is there anything around him that could possibly he could bring harm to other people? Because they also, the parents were not making sure that this kid was was safe and that they had guns out. Like, they legit had a gun that he posted on Instagram, like, during, like at Christmas time, saying, like, uh, my parents just bought me a new gun with, like, uh, like hearting eye emojis. Like, dude, that's, like, a red flag. You know this kid is already is dealing with mental health issues. Why are we just making it easy for them? And I'm glad they're holding these parents accountable. And then the parents, like, like said they weren't fleeing, they weren't running away, but, like, were out of the state, took, like, $4,000 of their account. And, like, the mom had even texted something like, hey, like, I'm not mad at you. Like, it was something along like, I'm not mad at you. Like, next time just learn to get away with it. It's like, no, we need to hold these parents accountable. And it starts in the fucking house. And, like, I don't know. Like, when, when even if I wasn't going through something or I, maybe, like, I didn't know I was going through something. But, like, my appearance and the way I looked and the way I was talking, my mom knew something was going on with me. Even sometimes before I even knew something was wrong with me or didn't internalize it yet that, like, she would be like, hey, what's wrong with you? Like, what's going on? What are you going through? And, like, it could be nothing, but it was, like, my parents checking in on me. Rather than, like, these parents who just are, like, so busy wrapped up in their own lives or generally just don't care, like, they need to start paying attention. And we need to hold them accountable of, like, this is not okay that your son just showed up to school and started shooting people. And we need to get rid of this. And I, it makes me scared that, like, it's going to lead to the place of, like, teachers now be allowed to carry. And it's just, like, guns in school. It's just... It's, just, it's leading to where that now, like, everyone's going to have a gun in school. And, like, these videos of these kids, like, they have to, like, I couldn't imagine surviving a school shooting and then having to show up to school the next week. Like, these kids would be traumatized. Like, on that podcast, on the Honeydew podcast, the kid was, like, he was in high school. And, like, he was, like, you don't have the, the brain capacity to really be, like, some of them don't have the brain capacity. He's, like, I wasn't even traumatized afterwards. He's, like, after it happened, I was, like, do I go back to school? Like, that's what he was saying to himself. Like, do I go back to school? Am I going in trouble for not going back to school? Like, what do I do? Like, think about that. And it wasn't until years later, like, he's an adult now. And, like, this happened, like, the kid had used the bathroom as a way of, like, um, sheltering himself and, like, killed someone in the bathroom, like, shot someone in the bathroom and then was shooting out of it um, in that school shooting scenario. Um, now he says when he goes in the bathroom, he can't even have someone in there with him. He has to be by himself. And, like, if someone walks in, he automatically just zips up and walks out. Like, he's traumatized from that. So it's like, I can't imagine these kids and how many kids are affected by these school shootings and have to walk away with it. And, like... It breaks my heart because, like, yo, teachers shouldn't be in the in that space of having to protect students to that limit. Putting like, like, no one should have to do that. Like, this this is not okay. And it's like, now are all schools gonna have to have metal detectors? Now are all schools gonna have to have security guards and at all time? Like, at this point, we're turning into like a a jailing system. Like, it's already at that point to where like we have students in line and make sure that like, they have to hold the wall when they're walking. That they be quiet. Like, it's already in that state of like like neutralizing these students so like if we just add that in it's like students are in jail at this point like i'm someone who believes in the education system but i want to see it done right so if you have ideas and and want to chit chat like come on the podcast and let's talk about it um i think that i i believe in holding the parents accountable if if it's obscene amounts of parents neglect 
I'm not saying in every situation, every situation is different, has its own. But like, if the parents are on top of the students, they're trying to get them counseling, and it leads to this. Like, and that's something I don't believe holding the parents accountable. The parents did what they could; they they tried their best to avoid it. Um, but I think that hold the parents accountable. Now, 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 put a press into going forward of what parents should be doing and paying attention uh, to their kids, man. Um, and it's just weird, dude. It's 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 so dangerous out there nowadays, and I the recent like. I feel like now it's just everything's being being put in the news, so it's like scaring a lot of people of like all these home invasions and the robberies are going on, and uh, dude, it's it's just it's just scary. I'm always someone that just has my head on the swivel at all times. Like growing up in Philly, like I could just I just never want to be lacking like anywhere I go. I'm not saying I'm the toughest guy in the world, but I just don't want to be like that person who just like owns his phone in the car and then something happens, someone robs him. Like I've been robbed before as a kid, and like. I know, like, the the fear that goes through you. Like, I've been robbed, like, at work where I was working for, for freaking Dunkin' Donuts. And then I've been robbed and, like, and when I was at the basketball courts. And it's, like, these robberies just, like, have to stop. And, like, people are, like, arguing, saying, like, hey, it's not, like, if it's at a point where, like, people are saying, like, don't travel here for the holidays, dog, like, shit has to change. Like, California. So and I'm just not saying it's just California, but, like, shit has to change, man. And it's, it's. When I, when I think back to like when Pop Smoke was killed in his own house, like he was in the shower, and it's like, dog, like even if you're in the hills, I feel like you're putting yourself in like a pinpoint range. Like, like you have now a spotlight on you. If you're in the hills, I have a spotlight on you. If you were like that, that like rest in peace, like that woman. She was like 80 years old, and they went and ran to her house and and killed her. Like my thing is, if you're gonna rob someone, rob them and keep it pushing. Like. Even in New York, there was broad daylight, and these this couple was at a table. They were eating outside, and, like, dude just walked up, like, give me your watch, and, like, robbed him and his wife in broad daylight, like, eating outside. Like, so it's, like, it can happen at any point in time, and it's, like, I feel like I feel like COVID is to, this is a, a weird take, but COVID is to blame, where people were making so much money in COVID not having to work that now they don't want to go back to work, and they just want to make whatever they can. They just want to leave with uh easy come ups. Like there's places that are hiring and like they can't find people to work. And I get it. It sucks having to go into work every day of a job you you hate. But like go and get a job. Like there's you can find somewhere to work instead of just robbing people who like earn these things, who put in work to to get this money. So I just think it's crazy, man. Like it's it's dangerous out here and we always have to keep our head on a swivel and like don't think it's just the rich that are getting robbed, man. Like people are getting robbed daily so like just be paying attention where you're walking in the neighborhood you go into and like i've gotten arguments with cat about this where she's so like just god i feel like i'm god fearing too but she's just so god fearing that like she doesn't worry about the next man who walks next to her to where me i'm like make sure he's far away okay i'm good watching this guy they're far away i'm good and it's like i am always cautious around people so i don't know just be careful man just be careful um Last topic that I kind of wanted to go over quickly was the Kanye West thing, man. That shit was so weird, bro. And it's weird. I'm not seeing like a lot of people post about it and like seeing videos. Like I was really hoping for something better. As much as it was like like anticipated that like I don't really see anything with Drake. Like, I really feel like Kanye just like did a versus and like y'all gonna pop my shit and just pop this shit and got his shit out there. And then Drake was just left on the side. Like I really feel like Kanye just like said I'm fucking I'm going up I'm performing and did his thing. And I think it was for a great cause, um, but yo, that shit is so weird. And if you haven't watched the Noriega Drink Champs, watch the part one. Not part part two was all right, but part one was crazy. And I feel like 
he's so misunderstood. Like, yeah, Kanye's going to have his moments to where he's um, jumping around or he just takes something so far left. But in between there, he's really, like, alive and has so much game they give you. And, yeah, he goes on his tangents. But, like, listen to the little the little parts of it. And it's so weird how I don't feel like he's gone. I don't think he's so far gone as we think he is. But he just think about how much money and wealth and a way that he has to get to people. So I think we need to, to take the time and listen. And you'll, you'll get, like, little key little sparks of, of knowledge from him. And it, it was dope. It was really dope to see. But, yeah, that concert was some bullshit. And if I was Drake, we need a part two. We need an actual versus now. Let's go cause hit for hit. Because that wasn't it. And it's kind of, it, it was just weird, bro. It was just weird, in, in my opinion. Um, if anyone out there has a way to, to make an NFT or knows how to make an NFT, I'm looking to make my first NFT and put it out just to, just to say, hey, I made one. Um, but I'm looking to make a digital one. So if you know anyone that has to know, that knows how to make an NFT and put an NFT out, please let me know. Um, well, that's been the first edition of um, damn, I'm in a selective hearing. Um, please tune in and repost. Um, I have already put the ad in here, so you've probably already seen it. But this is the merch. Go and check it out. And those we trust merch. Uh, the link is in my in my bio on my personal page and also um, in the the podcast page. Please go subscribe, like, support. Um, and if you're looking to be a guest, please come on. Looking for more guests. It's crazy. People I know is busy in the holidays and everyone said they wanted to come on. But let's come on. Let's have a conversation. Even if now you don't think you have like the most to to give back and support and provide for people like in the game of what you do. But hey, let's come on to the selective hearing segment and uh, we'll put it out and just have fun. All right. Um, thank you guys for your support. I appreciate it. Please be safe and uh, believe in the trust. Thank you.